Hello, 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 hello. I think you all remember me from the last podcast. My name is Honas, and this is another edition of Cocktail Motherfucking Cult Bitches. Um, I am here today doing a little whiskey tasting. Uh, we're going to have a little whistle pig, piggyback, 100% rye, 96.8% ABV, motherfucker. I'm here with my homie Chris. He is an expat from – no, that's not an expat. That's like if you're overseas. Maybe like He's expat. some motherfucking – my homie from L.A. Um, he's got some crazy shit going on. But we're going to do a quick little podcast here and taste this whistle pig. Um, I've had the boss hog. I've never actually had this rye. So it's a 100% pot-stilled rye, age six years. Um, that's, you know, right around the age that, you know, things start to really become dynamic. So I'm interested in tasting this. Mm. Um, I'm going to do a quick little synopsis of the Whistle Pig Distillery. Um, so bear with me here. We are committed to crafting the world's finest and most interesting rye whiskeys. Ooh, I got that. All right, fuck off. You're We're committed to great. crafting the world's finest and most interesting rye whiskeys. We will never stop dreaming of and trying out new ways to bring you the best that rye whiskey has to offer. Every day on our farm and distillery in Vermont, blah, 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 blah. Go fuck yourself. It's a beautiful farm in Vermont. Go there, try their whiskeys. It's really cool experience. Um, Dave Pickerel used to be the homeboy, uh, RIP. Um, he used to do all their blending. A lot of their, uh, stock comes from, uh, age distillate from Canada. They do have some of their own stuff. I think that's actually on the market now. I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't think this particular six year old is, um, imported from Canada. So I would definitely say that it's not, but the blending is quite fantastic. Um, so without further ado, um, me and Chris are going to have a little whistle pig. We've got about an ounce and a quarter, maybe an ounce and a half. Um, I've got some ice here that depending on how hot this motherfucker is off the, off the bat here on the tongue. Um, I may drop a little ice cube in there for a couple seconds, but I've got some nice cold filtered water here. Um, if you've never used a zero filter, it's badass as a motherfucker. Um, they're not a sponsor of mine, but they, I'd like them to be. So if anyone from zero filter is listening, please hook me up. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to drop a little cold water in. Chris is going to do the same and then we're going to give it some tasting notes. Um, tell you about the nuances, the sensor of the... Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's really good on the nose. Um, it's definitely got a little bit of spice. Um, I'm getting a little, a little heat because it is overproof. Um, not quite burning the nose hairs, but but it's close. close. It's close. And I got a big fucking nose, so my shit is like in in that bitch. Like I could snort a line of this right now. It smells like booze. That's really quite nice. It's hard. I don't get anything else. I just get alcohol. Well, well, there's definitely you definitely get oak. There's definitely oak there. You got to back off a little. There's definitely oak there. Young oak too, like yeah. like white oak. Um, there's a leathery component. Definitely, my nostrils are burning a little bit, so that's actually nice because it's a nice little sensation of burn. Like, are you feeling the burn? I mean, Bernie's from Vermont, Whistle Pig's from Vermont, so maybe they were feeling the burn when they made this whiskey. I'm not quite sure, but, you know, anyway. There's a little bit of char. 
like I don't know if they do a little, they, do a they little, char the barrels a little carbon. There's a little bit of carbon. Oh uh, yeah, the, too. well yeah, the the barrels are charred because when you put obviously all alcohol is, is clear when it when it comes out of a still. So all of the color and all the complexity and the, the nuances come from the barrel. So in order to start the decomposition, so has to be a they'll take of, a new barrel and right. they'll ch- literally char the shit out of it with blowtorches right. where there's fire pumping three feet out of the barrel, right. which, which then starts that, that carbonization of the barrel. So then when you put liquid in, it's that much quicker that the liquid soaks it. into the barrel that soaks into the barrel and then the barrel starts decomposing and that's what gives, you know, the color and the yeah, complexities sure. and some of the color. flavors and stuff. So anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up finally and taste this. Um, I've had nothing. I've drank a bunch of gin, some gin, a, just mom, a little bit of gin earlier. Ooh. Not a lot of it. Um, but we're going to give it a quick taste. It's a beautiful color. It's way sweeter than I thought it would be. It definitely looks like a four to six year as far as color um i'm assuming they use big big 55 gallon barrels um i don't think they age in smaller barrels to to speed things up but yeah it's a really nice like kind of straw a dark straw like heathery kind of color um anyway all right i'll shut the fuck up i went straight for the back of the throat maybe i skipped the front of the tongue maybe i shouldn't have done that but it was really it was really sweet right off the bat all right. Definitely get a little bit of esophagus burn, not a whole lot. It's got some upfront sweetness that you taste right on the tip of your tongue because that's how your tongue works. Um, it's nice, like kind of silky mouth feel. Yeah. I got a little cheek burn, um, which is actually quite nice. Um, it's definitely got some spice. It's, it's 100% some... rye, so if it didn't, there'd, there'd be problems, like a lot of problems if there was no spice. Um your typical kind of like balance of uh, a little like honey esque or like honeydew and and vanilla. There's Honey definitely a, a little one. vanilla in I there. Get that. Um, as it dissipates on your palate, you're starting to get uh, maybe a touch of like a, a coriander. Um, I the tasting notes here say clove, so I'm definitely getting a bit of clove. Um, it it's it's smooth. I don't. What was the price point on this? It was. It was like fifty bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks. For fifty bucks, um, I would say that this would be really good to try once. Um, I think it, it's actually it's quite nice. It's I, I'm not going to say that it's not. It, it's it's quite lovely now. Thirty seconds uh, removed from from going down, um, not going down on anyone here. That would be perverted. Not but, presently, but. But yeah, going down my throat, that even sounds even worse. Anyway, um, after drinking it, it, it's really, it's quite nice. Um, Although I think I could name probably two or three $30 bottles that I would prefer just to save the extra 20 because, you know, when you're sucking down as much hooch as we do, you know, that extra 20 bucks will get you a fucking handle of fucking Svedka. You know, that you can just unzip your fucking, the, the little pocket above your liver and just dump it right in yeah, and I mean, kind of soak your liver in. What, what are most point seven fives? The price point is 19 or $21, right? So if you're saying for 10 extra dollars, you can have something that matches this one, then yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, great packaging. The difference between a $20, if you're saying the difference between a $20 and a $30 is the, the bitterness, the nastiness, the choke. 
I well, mean, you can drink. There's a much bigger difference between a $20 bottle. Typically, there's gems out there for 20 bucks. Don't get me wrong. But a $20 bottle and a $30 bottle is far more drastic than the difference between a $30 and a $50 bottle. Fair Even enough. a $20, $20 price range. Because if you can find gems that are like Rittenhouse Rye is like my fucking go-to. It's 100 proof. You get no cheekburn, no esophagus burn. It's fucking delicious. It's really great to mix. And it's like 30 bucks. 28 in a good liquor store, 32, 33 in a shitty liquor store. I found it as cheap as 26. So for me to go and pay almost double to get a bottle of piggyback... I feel like I would be paying somewhat for the name, although it is quite lovely. Again, there's those gems that you can find in, in price points that are a little bit lower that like that's what you drink every day. I buy this, I buy a bottle of this and I drink it little by little, but it would sit on my back bar for maybe six months, a year, maybe a year and a half. I'm not when, gonna lie. I don't consider whiskey kind of like a sipping thing. So like at fifty dollars I probably wouldn't or you just hammer it down in two sittings? Well, I mean, I, I'm not saying I would hammer it down. <laughs> I mean, I probably would drink it a little more cavalierly than I would at, 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 when I was in my 20s. But certainly, like, buying a 60 to $80 bottle of whiskey to sit there and sip on, I'm not sure I would enjoy it as much as as a whiskey. So I've got, like if, I've got a couple bottles that will do, we'll do additional tastings that'll, yeah. that'll change your mind on that. But, so, all right, so Whistle Pig, it's good. Um... It, uh, it's definitely buy a bottle and taste it, love it. Um, but there's some gems out there that I think in a different price point that it's not bad. Well, it should be fucking better than not bad for 50 bucks. Fair enough. So it should be fucking delicious. And it is, it's good, but not for 50 bucks, but for 50 bucks, I could get a really nice bottle of, uh, you know, uh, Anika coffee grain for $56 that I would prefer far more than the whistle pig. So anyway, all right. So Christian, again, he is from LA. He's from Jersey, but he's been in LA for fucking decades. Um, I moved out to Tahoe with my wife a couple years ago. And, and at a couple times, Chris came out to go snowboarding and stuff like that. And one, at one eventful day or weekend that I don't even think I saw you, he was out and he was helping shoot a commercial for Audi or is it Audi? Saudis for Audis? Saudis for Audis. Saudis for Audis. Um, and Jamie Anderson was in the commercial. And if you don't know who Jamie Anderson is, I'll brace my, I mean, I'll wait a second. You take out your fancy Google phone <laughs> and Google Jamie Anderson. Spoiler alert. She's like she's a, on the Olympic, the women's Olympic yeah, team she's like snowboarding. A, like a four-time gold medalist Olympic uh, female snowboarder. I think she's the most winningest female athlete in all of the X Games. She's got, I don't know. 20 medals, 15 medals. If you're a local, she's the most winningest woman in the Olympic alcohol games, I think, in Tahoe. Oh, she's a hell of a drinker. Yeah, definitely. And she's gorgeous. Very sorry, talented. mom, wife, I'm sorry, but she's a smoke show. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I actually, I, I, I was pulling out of, um, of one of the, the dog friendly beaches in Tahoe one day. I was going to pick my wife up from work. And she was riding a little longboard with these skimpy little like short shorts and a bikini top on. And she was thumbing a ride. So I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm picking her up. Are you kidding me? I think she's well aware of how awesome she is. Yeah. So <laughs> I roll, I stopped next to her because she was thumbing a ride. And she, she, you know, I rolled down the window. I'm like, oh, I'm like, where are you going? Like, I'll give you a ride. And she's like, oh, the ride's not for me. It's for my dad. He's up like he's was like ahead of us. 
and he had just had like, I don't know, hip surgery or ankle surgery or knee surgery or something like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'll pick your dad up. Like, I don't know who, I didn't know who she was. Anyway, so I drive up a little farther and I see her skateboarding behind me. And I was just like, wow, man, she's you know, really like a, she's hot. Like, this is, <laughs> this is awesome. I'll gladly pick your dad up just to like get another glimpse at just you. Just to hang out. Anyway, so I pick her dad up and he gets in, in my car and uh, we're, you know, it's maybe a half mile to get from the access point from the beach to where like the road is. And I guess his car is up by the road. So, you know, I'm making some, some type of small talk. And I was like, oh, your daughter's very convincing, you know, when she's skateboarding with her thumb out. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, that's my youngest. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm like, how many daughters do you have? And he's like, I don't have four or something, he said. Yeah. And he's like, we're really proud of her. She's an Olympian. And I was like, oh, cool. And I, like, <laughs> I had heard of Jamie Anderson a thousand you. times, but it never dawned on me that that's, that's who that's it was. That's the Jamie Anderson. So she's like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, you know, she's, she's, she's our gold medalist. And I'm like, like an asshole. I'm like, does she ski? That's what I said. <laughs> no, <you're not> <laughs> I swear to God. He's like, he's like, uh, he's like, no, she's a snowboarder. Like that. My daughter's Jamie Anderson. I was like, and I like almost hit the brakes, like slam on the brakes. And I was like, your daughter's J that's Jamie Anderson behind us. I was like, holy shit. I'm like, that's amazing. You know, because I had watched her in the X games and like, like, you know, she was, uh, she's like a everybody boss. Everybody knew who it was. But like, she's a boss. Yeah. She's and a like, I had just gotten to Tahoe, like maybe two weeks before that. And I like knew Jamie Anderson grew up in Tahoe and lived in Tahoe with a bunch of other badass snowboarders and skiers and stuff. But I didn't expect to run into her dad right there. So anyway, I get to the like I get to the end and I stop and he's getting out of the car and she skateboards up and is like, "Oh my god, thanks so much for, you know, giving my dad a ride." And I'm like, "Jamie Anderson?" <laughs> you little starstruck. No, I was just like, "Hey, like congrats on your career. Like I've I've been following you like inadvertently through X Games I've and stuff. I've been stalking for, you from on the I, ESPN channel for I years. I jerked off looking at your picture like six <laughs> times. No, but I'm just like, hey, like, and she's like, oh my God, thanks so much. Like, and I'm like, yeah, like I follow you on Instagram. Like, you know, like you're awesome. Thanks so much for what you do and you're badass. Like she's like a chick that like, no offense to chicks whatsoever because I love them to death. But like, she's the one, she's one of the chicks in women's snowboarding that's like really pushing the boundaries oh, yeah. of like she's... competing with like tricks that men do. And it's just body, like muscular structure and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, she's proving the stupidity it, it, of it's the insane. boundary between it's, men yeah, and her. It's insane. And she's awesome. There's not a single local that would... So yeah, say anything negative about her. She's so badass. without further ado or ado, um, what was it like? I mean, filming you guys were up. They were at Heavenly Mountain. Why just tell us like while I drink the rest of this delicious liquor here? Why don't you just tell us a little bit like you guys were filming at Heavenly, like like uh, where actually, can we, people see the fucking commercial? Is it on the internet? Is it on Pornhub? Uh, where is it? Where well, can I find I it? I think it's. It might be on Pornhub under um, Midget Porn or something. I don't know. But uh, no, it's... it's. Uh, I haven't seen it there. <laughs> I know you've looked. Um, no, so we were at North Star Mountain. This is maybe three years back. Um, it I was, thought it was at Heavenly. No, we, we, we filmed at... Uh, North Star's North no, Lake she Tahoe. Was, no, no. So when I told you that, she was practicing at Heavenly. Oh, okay. We actually did the filming at North Star. That's, you know... 
it's only going to make sense to, to Tahoe folks, so it's not that big a detail. But um, Heavenly South Lake Tahoe and North Star is North Lake Tahoe. Right. The elevation is a little bit different too, so it, it kind of makes a little bit of a difference. But yeah, so bit. Audi, um, Audi had just decided to pick her up and um, and sponsor her, and it was kind of a big deal. So the video that we made was more for the corporate um, folks that work at Audi. So whether it ever actually made it to um, to any public venue, I don't. I don't I'm not. So really you sure can't like Google like Audi North Star Jamie Anderson and see the no, video. Don't quote me on that unless it leaked somewhere or some shit. Don't quote me on that. Gotcha. But if we do another podcast and I find that I can get a, get a little just in case people are curious out of this, we'll see if we make, I, I can maybe find one. But um, yeah, for the most part, the only time I ever saw it was on like Vimeo, and it was just kind of like a private thing between the people who worked on the crew. But anyway, it was it was a two day thing. We went up there. Audi drove around some car in the snow, um, Quattro SUV kind of thing. It was Badass, a lot of fun. just throwing fucking tail whips and crazy stuff. Yeah, and um, believe it or not, there wasn't enough snow falling. So when we did film Jamie Anderson, uh, one of my jobs <laughs> as a grip was the was to snowboard around with a snow machine nice. and, to blow, and to blow snow at her. As, as we snowboarded down a trail. All right. So it was kind of like, you know, obviously you're like, you're augmenting reality, which is kind of like silly. <clears throat> but for the most part, most of the commercial had to, she didn't do a whole lot of tricks because she was training for the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. There's, and there, you know. The, well, and the, if this was. The legal crews were super worried about any type of risk or of like, course. you know. And if this was for a corporate entity, like they were just like. Who's Jamie Anderson and what does she do? And then so they went and filmed it and that maybe is like pitched to like corporate like, hey, right. here's our new sponsorship. Yeah. She's an Olympian, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Here's what she is. It, it like, kind of was just like presenting do. her to the company. Like, yeah. hey. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the, big, yeah, yeah. The, the bigger heads of the company knew what she did and what she represented and the culmination of the two coming together. And I think they were just trying to – I mean you have to understand how big Audi as a company is, right? It's like – it's massive. Like they and it's sell, global. A, they sell at least like five to six hundred cars a day. I mean, a oh, year. A a year. Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, five cars a year. Probably. We've <laughs> got a bigger audience for this podcast, and thank you for listening. We've got a bigger audience for this podcast than Audi does. I'm sure. I mean, I used to call it Audi until just like Audi, ten minutes just, ago. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was just for Saudis. <laughs> Audis for Saudis. <laughs> so fucking stupid, but it's awesome. <laughs> So anyway, yeah. Um, cool. All right. So we so, did that. Anyway, we so we snowboarded with her. She was like super cool. Um, she was riding switched with like one leg behind her, behind her back. And it was she kind of was funny. still out riding you by 10. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. And, and actually, as cool as she was, like um, we used to sneak down to the, the, the lodge like before lunch, at lunch, after lunch to kind of like sneak a beer in because whatever we were doing that day was not so important that we needed to be there all the time. So they and would you let us certainly didn't have to be sober for it. They would let us do runs. They were like, "Hey, look, if you, like you've done your thing, like whatever you need to do, That's like nice. if you want to take a run, go ahead." And we were like, "Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to go down and get a beer and then take a run." And and the weather was super shitty and the snowing was not very great. So like the iciness of it kind of like necessitated having a couple beers to even at my age i was just like i need a beer in order if i'm gonna ride down north star right now like, you were channeling back to like yeah, the poconos yeah, yeah. and the ice coast here yeah i needed a couple beers of me just to do like a backside 180 or something on like these big huge chunks of ice without breaking your wrist so nice. anyway we would do that and so she wasn't required to, to do like a ton of riding 
But, um, and they, they were, like, super cool about it. And, like, we just kept going back and forth and whatever. And, like, but my, my point of telling you this is, like, every time we would run down to the bar, the bartender <laughs> would be like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And we're, like, sneaking a beer, bro. We're on this Audi commercial with Jamie Anderson. And the bartender was always like, oh, shit, yeah, Jamie Anderson. She's super badass. Like, she, she can outdrink anybody. Yeah, like, she, was, it, she was just here three minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she just did another run, and she was here eight minutes ago, no, and then that, she was here 12 minutes ago. That was the funny ago. part. Like, we thought we were going to get fired every once in a while. We were, like, worried about getting fired every once in a while for getting caught being down there grabbing yeah, a beer. Yeah. And she was down there 10 minutes before us doing the same exact shit. You know what I mean? Super cool. And, like, and he was like, man, look, if, if anybody was the coolest local that you could meet in Tahoe, Jamie Anderson. She's, like, the most ridiculous talent, the coolest chick slash bro that you've ever met, like, She's super humble, and like that was like a big thing to everybody around town. Like you could, you could go to casinos, all whatever three of them or whatever, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And we're like, "Oh, we're filming this commercial with Jamie Anderson." And they're like, "Oh shit, Jamie!" She everybody yeah. knows her throughout yeah. town. She's just super cool and like super humble and super awesome to everybody around town. She's like literally like one of their mascots. So it was it was it was cool to be a part of that a lot. So Jamie Anderson, if you're somehow listening to this, uh we certainly appreciate you and thank you for listening. Um you can be a sponsor if you want. Uh you can reach out to me at <laughs> www. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um awesome. So Give us one quick L.A. story about some famous douchebag that, you know, wrapped his fucking Lamborghini around like a fence post or something or just something crazy about living in L.A. And like, you know, you like saw Elon Musk take like a dump in someone's bushes or something. And then he used his flamethrower to like fry it into like a potato pancake. And then it was served at like a, a Mexican restaurant right next door or something. Well, after that happened. God, that um, was really random. That's This is the way my brain works, people, okay? Legitimately, that was like a stream of consciousness. So I apologize profusely. I mean, like, Brianna dickheads? Or, I mean, just a quick one. What do I got? Pick, pick a celebrity. I just I had, had I Elon have Musk stories. taking shits and making potato pancakes. I, so. right. Elon Musk I've never run into personally. But but the fact that he might have done that, I'm not going to dispute any of that shit. He could have. I don't have proof of it. But. Um, all right, dickheads. I don't know. Whatever that means. There's so many. Uh, it's like the Backstreet Boys or you ran into like, I don't know, Mike, Mike Dara, the producer. <laughs> When he was like, on, like microdosing on mushrooms, and he was like in his cot, in his dark Xavier like what, what, motif what, or what's, something. What's the movie we just watched? The um, um, neighbors. Zach Efron. <clears throat> Zach Efron. Okay. okay. Um, I know some women just got pan their panties wet right now by the mere mention of Zach Efron. Okay, if you have ever seen pictures of me, my body looks exactly the same. <laughs> Only is if is if Zach Efron as like a seventy three year old that hasn't worked out in like fucking twelve years. Okay, so, so quick, anyway, I'm just like Zach Efron for all you single ladies. Quick out there. little dirt on Zach Efron. Zach first, Efron, all right. Zach Efron. First time I ever met him was on Neighbors, the first one. I really didn't have any idea who the fuck he was. I didn't know anything about High School Musical, and I didn't give two shits. Right, so I run into him. Nor do we now, motherfucker. And he, I thought he was kind of a prick because he kind of was. I mean, he was, listen, he's an arrogant, really good looking dude. If you have abs like that, I think you deserve to be kind of a prick. Bro, I mean, his arrogance is like, uh, uh, he's like, I could look at that mailbox and that mailbox wants to fuck me. And I'm like, he's probably not wrong. 
I mean, the mailbox probably does want to fuck him. Yeah, I, mean, I know. So, so, <laughs> so anyway, but at the time he was, um, he was trying to come down from being on a lot of like additional substances and shit, and mm-hmm. it wasn't working out well for him. So, and unfortunately, he's so he not was really all fucked up. He's not really good at remembering his lines, and this was making it a lot worse. <sighs> so, and we were making this crazy college movie, and. Part of his character was to be wasted and high and all the shit at the same time. But he was in real life. So every time he came on screen, he just decided whatever you would have been doing at the fraternity that night is what he should be doing. Which, in hindsight, is actually pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And, like, you could be like, all right, he was trying to, like, delve into the character, but really he was just trying to blow as much coke and get as fucked up as he could. Yeah, you're not Johnny Depp, and this is not Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So he definitely got really fucked up, and he was arrogant a little bit, and he was kind of a pain in the ass with the crew sometimes. And, like, we were like, fuck that kid, because whatever. Like, I was also... In my early 30s, pretending like I was fucking 19, too. And I was like, fuck this piece of shit. He's just some other asshole. He's, like, trying to fuck bitches other than me. Like, whatever. It was just fucking stupid. So, all the ego aside, there were a couple funny nights. One of them is there's a scene in the movie where he kind of, like, takes a, takes a check swing at a fireplace that's in the fraternity. And he's just like, god damn it. You know, scoony. Or ass juice or whatever one of the characters is, right? And he, like, takes a check swing at the fucking, at this uh, fireplace. But it has, like, a lot of marble around it, right? Except he was so fucking hammered that night <laughs> that he actually just swung He straight. fucking punched it. Yeah, he punched the fucking marble. Split and this knuckles. Sna- this snap and the, and the crack sound that you fucking heard is something that you will never forget being three feet away from somebody who punches a piece of fucking one-inch thick marble... <laughs> And just breaks her and shatters her fucking wrist. Oh, my God. And he was like, and he, listen, as hammered as he was, he took it like a fucking champ and finished the scene. And, then, and they were like, cut. And they were like, holy fucking shit. And he was like, oh, fuck, yeah, I felt that. And I was like, this motherfucker right here. I wanted to be fucking mad at him, but I was like, damn, that motherfucker. Yeah, you that felt shit that like because champ. you have no fucking wrist bones <laughs> no, left. dude. He took that shit like a champ. And holy I swear to God, shit. they were like. Listen, Zach, we got to get you off the set. And he was like, nah, fuck it. I got, I got two or three more takes left in me. And stink bug motherfucker. Anyway, so, so my bromance That's with him, my bromance with him grew from that second forward. I was like, oh, now you're I a huge Zach Efron fan. 100%. I wanted to fuck this guy, right? Dude, when I go down on my wife, we're both <laughs> thinking about Zach Efron, okay? Because I, I know she's thinking about him, but yeah. yet. I'm thinking We're about like, him too. We might as well fucking see him. It's same guy. fucked. Anyway, Zach's was pretty fucking funny. I will say this. Like, maybe like a week later, there was a scene where he had to skate down the street on the skateboard, right? And they kept giving him these, like, uh, Walmart skateboards, which. They're bro, shit. It's, it's, it's a Walmart skateboard. The fucking trucks are on backwards, it people. It They're all on backwards. Switch the trucks around, dickhead, before you give that skateboard to your fucking nephew, who's six, who's <coughs> going to hate skateboarding because the fucking trucks are on backwards. Listen to me. The trucks are on backwards. So listen, all this Zac Efron hate speech, and I had just had this bromance with him, but I was like back to hating him for some other stupid reason for that week. And he looks at the fucking art director and he's like, this skateboard is not real. It's a piece of shit. You want me to skateboard down the street? I don't even skateboard, but I know it's a fucking unreal skateboard. What the fuck am I going to do with this? Get me a fucking real skateboard. So here's the thing. We were not supposed to park anywhere near set. We always are supposed to park at crew fucking parking, whatever, right? Yeah, but yeah. The, the thing is, is they were kind of filming near our neighborhood, 
or our hood, whatever the fuck you want to say, right? So we're well, over in... Well, hood um, is short for neighborhood, where so the fuck you can we? say either one. In West... Uh, it doesn't even matter. Westfield, I'm not going to... I'm going to say... is where I spend most of my days. I'm going to say, the house that they filmed at Six Feet Under, it was like two blocks from there, which if anybody knows that where that is, that's where it was. But anyway, it's in this spot of LA, right? So we would drive there every day and we'd just drive around the street like a couple blocks, park, and then haul our asses around on a skateboard. It's what I've been doing my, my whole life. Yeah. I don't ride a bicycle. I ride a fucking skateboard. Cause yeah, it's because like, you're only going, like, two blocks. Also, like, it's kind of like having a Swiss army knife. Like, it yeah. just, it's fucking small. It's, like, devious. And if you need you to could defend walk, you yourself. Yeah, like, it has, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, we, we would skate this set every morning. And it'd be like, God damn it, did you guys park close again? And we are like, you'll never know, motherfucker. <laughs> like, it didn't matter. Like, whatever. But the thing is, the art director took notice. Every day, we had real fucking skateboards on set. We'd hang them up in our little, like, grip area. Whatever, and we move on. So... All this happens, back to where I started before, he's like, these skateboards are fucking bullshit, and he was right, and the fucking art director and the props guy were like, uh, mainly the props guy, sorry, I don't want to screw all that up, but the props guy, it was like, Well, Yo. fuck you, art director, too, okay, because you should have noticed that shit. <laughs> he didn't know who he was talking to, but he, like, approached the art director, and ended up being the props guy, and the props guy's like, look... One of you motherfuckers, I know you have a skateboard. I see you. I see you roll in here every morning, cheating fucking crew parking. Give me a real skateboard, please. I'll hook you guys up, whatever. And so, like, all throughout the movie, you see tons of, um, I think it's Monster. You see um, um, Red Bull, and you see a bunch of beer. And it's it's usually, like... Well, that's who's paying to be on, Yeah, you know. so, so he gets a discount for buying that stuff to kind of like a little bit of product placement, right? And he gets le- the legality of it and all that stuff. So you, you guys kind of get that yeah. whole thing, like Pepsi in the 80s versus Coca-Cola and all that shit. Yeah, so yeah, he was Pepsi, like, okay? So he was like, listen, can I borrow one of your boards, please? Zach is begging me. The fucking skateboard that I have, he's literally giving me shit because it's, it's not legit. It's not, it hasn't been skated. It's not even a real fucking skateboard. Like... Just don't fuck me here. I know you guys have one around. I'll give you a fucking case of Red Bull and, and, and fucking two cases of beer, whatever. And I was just like, yeah, all right, whatever. And I just gave him this board. So anyway, I give him the board. He does the fucking scene. And at it the was end your of the, board. It, yes. So, and it was, I think it was an element. I can't remember which deck it was. Uh, okay. Skaters are going to hate me for not knowing but what it was. But It was a fucking element. It was a fucking element board. All 1.3 skaters that are listening to this piece of shit podcast. It was podcast. a fucking element board. You fucking dicks. That's as far as I'm going to go with it. Anyway, I give him the goddamn board. He does a scene. It never makes the fucking movie. Spoiler <laughs> fucking alert. Don't it, look for the element board, <laughs> unless you buy Unless you buy the fucking Blu-ray. And then in the end, it ends up being like one of the extra scenes. Which is funny to me and my wife, and that's about it. But at the end of the day, I, this circles back to when he was fucked up. He was so fucking hammered at the end of the day, he just took the board and he rode off with it. And he decided, as high as the cut as he was, he was going to skate back to his trailer. With the board that supposedly our department gave him. He forgets the fact that he said, this is not a real board, get me one of the guy's boards. You just think it's... So he stole your skateboard. He stole the fucking skateboard, thinking it was part of the, the production board, You right? hear that, people? Zach Efron stole my friend Christian's goddamn skateboard. Can you believe that shit? <laughs> all right, all I, right, all I right. think we should put out an APB on the element skateboard that was stolen on the set of the movie Neighbors. So anyway. If anybody can locate that, we are willing to pay them... One dram of piggyback, 100% rye, aged six years, 
uh, whiskey, okay? One dram, but you have to get your asses out into the sticks of New Jersey in order to get that dram. All right? And so anyway, that was my... That's one fun all right. Hollywood story. Well, there you go. That's Hollywood in a nutshell, all right? <laughs> that's how Hollywood works, okay, people? Well, we want to thank all of our listeners. Um, we have multiple sponsors this evening. Um, we are hoping one of the sponsors is Jamie Anderson. That would be cool. Um, maybe Zach Efron can also Hi, be a sponsor. Thank mm-hmm. you very much for your contributions. Um, if you want to reach out to us, um, we can be found at www.instagram um, page is Cocktail Cult. Uh, the website, I, I, I think I might have not paid Squarespace for a month, so I don't know if it's, it's, it's in action right now. But if you want to locate me, you can, you can literally uh, email me at uh, Joan Ass. Uh, J-O-N-A-S-S, but I leave the last S off for savings. Um, <laughs> S- Cope, K-O-E-P, at msn.com. It's a really old email address. It's my first one and my last one. Um, otherwise, I don't know. Just fuck off and go drink some whiskey and bang your wife or your husband thinking about Zac Efron because that's what I'm going to do. And Christian is going to leave a last note. So um, cocktail called out. Peace out, homies and homettes. Zach ended up being kind of a cool dude i mean as much as i wanted to bitch and like hate the guy because that's how i started out he ended up being an alright guy hey i saw him in baywatch and i masturbated feverishly he is he is a handsome son of a bitch there's no doubt about it zach efron we love you sponsor our podcast no fuck it i don't we don't need sponsors here all right we drink no sponsors and we love all you people so thank you very much you love your abs zach all right i uh i uh uh, uh, uh.